Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. I am Rethina Sejin. You're still listening to stories of different women who have gone through various struggles and also found ways of turning their life around. In studio is Doreen Gandhi, who earlier told us how she met a very terrifying and surprising uh, experience in Jordan where she had gone to work as a housemate. So Doreen. You're yes. in a house mm-hmm. of over 10 people. Mm. Actually it was a storage house and uh, we were on the third floor. You're in the third floor. Mm, but it's a large a large place. Yeah yeah yeah, think. it's a large place. Oh, so you have to clean mm, by yourself. You have to you clean. You have to wash clothes by yourself. They we had a washing machine but all the ironing you iron for the entire family. Yes. So you stand like for 4 5 hours ironing, sometimes mm. your feet swell, your back pains. You know, and at the same time you have to prepare food for the family. Ah, uh, the Or? same time as actually I was being taken through the cooking sessions, mm-hmm. but mostly in the Arab culture, you just have to stand at the sink as they are doing the food. You wash, you wash the dishes, you wash the oh, dishes. So even there, you find yourself you're standing like for two hours, three hours doing the cook. dishes, mm. and you really have to do them clean because they're always over you like a hawk. Mm-hmm. You have to do the thing. You're the right like way. a horse. You're mm-hmm. basically not a human. You just have to be there. Darling, <laughs> I need to know, at what point did you feel this is too much? Um, there came a point, actually, when I started falling sick. Mm-hmm. I started getting these serious migraines. And one time I was given chemical to clean um, certain articles in the house. Actually, I took a photo and I sent the agency in Uganda the photo. How did you get a phone? You didn't have a phone. At night, no. I asked for a phone at midnight. From who? Um, from mama of the house. Mm. Yeah. So you had some friends in the house? No, the boss. Mm-hmm. The, the boss. Mm. And then at some point, she, she told me, oh, Doreen, you're a nice girl. I'll give you a phone to say hello. But that is like at midnight. Because you don't sleep at 10. Mm. No, 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 you don't. And besides that, remember you're given that phone, their phone, mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Basically, in Uganda, people are sleeping. Do we have, do we have the same time? No. Time zones? And so what time is it in Uganda when it's midnight that side? When it's like midnight that side. Mm. In Uganda, I think we are behind like two hours. Okay, that is like 10. People so are still awake like, or some are asleep. Okay, so you send a picture to who? To my bosses back here in Uganda. Like, I'm like, they gave me this chemical to clean because mm. I saw like, wear a mask wear before a mask. you use it. Mm. So I was like, I went and told my boss, this thing, the moment I opened the can, mm. like I inhaled the fume, started coughing and I was like, hey, he said, this thing is dangerous. Can you just give me a mask to cover? Mm. She's like, no. I mean, she she became hysteric. <laughs> I had no option but to start the work and there were quite many articles. By that time I was through, I was coughing, I was sneezing. Mm. After like three days, I go to the bathroom to cough and I'm coughing blood. Mm-mm. I'm sneezing blood. Mm-hmm. So like I tell her, I'm really feeling too much pain. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was happening in my body. But then she just gave me her booty and panado. 
And besides that, every day your body aches, like your body aches. No matter you what. You don't have time to rest. Mm-hmm. Monday, Sunday, you Monday, are Sunday, <coughs> you work. Monday, Sunday, mm-hmm. 5.30, 6 to midnight, 6 to, you know, you're working. So by the time I was really in a bad shape, mm-hmm. but every day I had to wake up and work. On top of working, you know, most people don't know that there are forms of torture. Mm -hmm. This person is abusing you, shouting at you, shoving you, pushing you. Mm -hmm. One time I was even held in the neck. Like, yeah, I tried to. I passed out. So when I passed out, I told her, uh, I need to rest. Mama, I need to rest. So I thought she was going to leave me to rest, like, for the whole day. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) after like 30 minutes, I was picked up. I was like, Come up, come and start. I, I mean, I was like, no, this is too much. I'm feeling pain. I'm really sick. Mm-hmm. By the time someone passes out, they are really sick. I was like, why did you leave your country? Why what? did you come here? You know, Uganda, lazy, lazy, you know, their English is like that. So mm-hmm. she, she was shouting, yelling, and you know, like you have six people screaming and yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was just in tears. And um, the fact that you... Uh, Sorry, 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 Doreen. I know it is really a bad experience for mm-hmm. any human being. So, you've gone through that. You definitely, I, I do believe you don't have hope of coming back home. But you're here. How did you manage to uh, overcome that? Having friends is good. A friend of mine, um, after several things had happened, mm. Of which some I really don't think would be aired. I would be like in position to air. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell her, you know what? Mm-mm, things are worse. Mm-hmm. So she gives me Honorable Betty Nambos' number. How did you reach that friend? At night. Oh, the you midnight just, call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just leave a message mm-hmm. on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Then again the next day, like when they give you the phone. You talk to them. Yeah. Okay. But you do it hidingly because I had to do it most times. Sorry to say, but I have I had to go like to the lose. And you know. okay, so you talk to Honorable Betty. Yeah, I just recorded mm-hmm. a voice note, and I'm like, I'm a Ugandan. I'm in Jordan. I'm sick. I was brought to work. Things have gone out of hand. I need to come back home. Mm-hmm. So she just tells me, No, Adorin, I don't know you, but I'm going to help you come back home. Interesting. Mm. So the rest of the staff, I don't know what went down here in Uganda, mm. but all I knew when I arrived, um, they told me, Honorable Betty and uh, the speaker and several people had were involved to see that I returned home. So, who got you from that home? Was it an agent? Uh, go, <laughs> leaving that home. Mm-hmm. That day I refused to work because I collapsed. In that house I collapsed like three times. Mm-hmm. So the third time um, I was like, no, take me back to the office, to the Jordan office. Mm-hmm. So they took me back to the Jordan office, actually where I was like for one week mm-hmm. in that. Sorry, <sighs> sorry. Doreen Gandhi survived. She is in the country. She's now pursuing a bachelor's degree in mass communication, hoping to use her voice to help so many women and maybe the girls who are still in Jordan. She must have gotten an opportunity to come back to Uganda, but so many girls are still facing what she faced. It is really a sad story. I feel, I feel bad. 
And I feel, so, I'm so sorry you went through that process. So, uh, Doreen, your last words. What advice do you have uh, for women who are seeking employment in those countries? Uh, first to the women, mm. I believe we should have this patriotic spirit within us, the Ugandans. We have what it takes to be successful in Uganda. Mm. For me, if you ask me right now, I don't wish anyone to board that plane to go to UAE to work. True. Because mm. at the end of the day, people may not tell the story that happens behind closed doors. But I'm just telling every woman, use your brain, use what is in Uganda, use what God has given you in Uganda, and you can make it through. You can hold on another day. But also um, to our dear government, I really pray that one day we can get a chance to meet the president face to face and tell him, like from survivors, what is really happening. What is really happening? Because he may not know what is happening, and they should find a way of how to look out for these ladies who are still there. We have a support group for for the returnees, so. This is just to echo out to those who are still there, shy and they fear to tell their story. We have a support group. They can reach me and we share our story. We encourage one another. Okay, so Doreen, you're now a university student. Yes, Which please. is a good thing to see that you went through all that to get money and now you're here. So how did you get back to school? Um, actually... Um, towards the last week when I was almost being discharged from hospital. Okay. Uh, I get a call from Mama Betty in Ambose and she's like, um, there is a good Samaritan who has read your story okay. online and wants to help because the story was all over. Mm -hmm. So I get to meet this good Samaritan and um, because at that point I had no money. You know, I came back with nothing actually. I had no money. I had nothing. I had nowhere to start from. So this good Samaritan, actually, they are still good people in Uganda, and uh, she always doesn't want to... To be mentioned. Yeah, she's oh, like, no. I just <laughs> need to be glorified. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. So, she takes me up and my children mm -hmm. and uh, gives us a new life. Mm -hmm. But, of course, I had to first forgive myself, mm -hmm. forgive the people that were involved in all this thing, that is how I managed to get past the pain. And then I accepted. It has happened. It has happened. I can't reverse it. I have to face it. Even the Bible says you fall seven times, but you rise again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to shy away. I'm going to talk about it. And um, You need to impact a life. Yeah, I need to impact a life. I need to use my voice to tell my story so that another woman doesn't fall in the same situation and I've learned to censor myself. I have learned to take responsibility and give accountability. In all this, at one point I was like, okay Doreen, yes, everyone may have gone at fault. Mm -hmm. But then even me, I had a choice. I had a decision to make to either remain in Uganda after all seeing all those stories and all those things that mm -hmm. were happening to other women returning. Mm -hmm. But I took a choice to go. So somehow I've learned to own up to own up to okay, my maybe decisions. to take you back how long were you in jordan i was there like for four months Doreen, thank you so much for sharing your story with the world so many people need to listen and see what is really happening and i hope those who are uh, who are in charge of whatever happens or the export and also the welfare of ugandans that side in uae countries can help them and probably achieve their goal. They go there to find employment and get a better life after that. You don't have to go through hustle or even near-death experiences yeah. to get the money. So I pray that happens. Thank you for sharing your story.
I am Rathina Seja. You've been listening to the New Vision podcast. Remember, you can get more podcasts by visiting our website, which is newvision.co.ug. You've been listening to the New Vision podcast. New Vision, New Vision.